Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. The other question I had for you about the Kings game was, Maxi, 32 points. We've talked a lot about Maxi. In, in, you know, what is his role on this current team? So I do think him going where there's no Harden and no Embiid, going and dropping 32, shows you what he could be if he was not the guy for 82 games. That's very different than doing it for one night. But the fact that he went out there and, and was able to do it, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I kind of go two ways on it. One hand, it's, man, they can't trade Maxi because he's capable of doing this. Um, he can be that guy if Harden's out, those type of things. The other one is maybe his development is stunted a little bit by Embiid and Harden, and he's not going to be able to be the best version of himself on this team. So so just what did you think of his performance and what were your takeaways from it? Well, I will say I think last week he finally got back to – he looks more like the Maxi that we saw at the beginning of the year. And I think he had a couple really, really good sixth-man games mm-hmm. last week. Like it was finally – starting to click for him like all right when it's almost like you're tricking his brain where when he plays next to joel and james i understand there's like a natural deferring process there he's just he's not going to rock the boat he's going to take his catch and shoot threes and occasionally attack some closeouts but he's not running the offense and he's not coming in thinking i'm getting my shots up you know whenever possible you bring him in as the first guy off the bench and it's like he's laser focused on, I'm getting mine. I'm going to go score. I don't care that I'm in these actions with Joel. Like I'm calling my number and yeah. I'm going to go out there. And like, that's it. If they can, it, we've debated the politics and everything else with the the sixth man decision. But if moving him into that role and him embracing that role means you get the version of him that his brain now thinks like, all right, I am, I don't care about the other guys. I don't care who's on the floor with me. I'm going to go get mine. Like that to me, I think is a net positive, both for him and the team, because you don't want to, the big struggle this year has been it, when Joel plays and Joel is starring, it's been hard to get that a plus level Tyrese on offense at the same mm-hmm. time. So if you can find this middle ground where Joel is still obviously dominating, scoring 30 plus points a game, and Tyrese is now able to come in and give you this big lift off the bench and sort of carry these bench units. That's a that's an awesome, potentially powerful thing for the team. And then the Kings game, you know, on the odd chance that Joel's not playing or Joel and James aren't playing in this case, he's able to go out there and 
have that mentality for the yeah. entire game because he knows and is being told by the coaching staff, like, all right, Tyrese, this is your show. Like, we're going to live and die with you. You're going to be the guy bringing the ball up, getting us into our sets. And they can do all sorts of different things with him. One thing I like seeing last week, and this was with Joel on the floor, they did some more of the uh, the Iverson cuts that they used to run for Seth Curry, having him, you know, come across the floor to, for a catch. And, you know, then he's either, if he's open, if the guy who got screened isn't getting there, he's got an open three. If not, mm-hmm. he's hitting a guy while they're still moving, maybe getting downhill, getting to the rim. So I think that's been a an interesting wrinkle to see them getting into that off the bench with him. So I, I think you're starting to see the vision of maybe why you'd make this move. And as long as they continue to win with this setup, I know Melton hasn't really played well in the starting yeah. lineup since they, I guess, quote unquote, announced or unveiled this uh, this new well, look. And but- since you jinxed them with that net rating stat, you know, when it was like plus 28 or whatever, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, that was always going to come down. You're, but you're a little I, I think, responsible. I think in Doc's mind, you know, if, if they just continue to keep winning and this is working and. Yeah it's clearly not negatively impacting Tyrese. We assume at some point the Anthony is going to shoot well again and, you know, do the things that we're accustomed to seeing him doing on both ends of the floor. Then there's no real reason to change it. The only real justification for it would be, do you want to get Tyrese in over PJ, which is a debate we've had, you know, 15 times yeah. now. And we'll continue. Um, that, I'm sure. But yeah, it's like a lot of things to be encouraged by with both the starters and the reserves. I, I do wonder if Doc's going to get tricked a little into playing too many bench-heavy lineups now, but yeah. you know that's that well, remains to be seen. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. One thing I think you said that, that's really interesting is that when Tyrese, now, now that, now that Maxi can just know what his role is, he's able to attack it better. And that is one thing, like the longer I cover sports and I'm around athletes, like just athletes knowing what their role is, is such a huge part of their success. Because I think you even see this with Embiid and Harden too, now that they have the pick and roll and they're like playing together. The less athletes have to think and like wonder when they're out there, you see their natural skills come out more. So you're right, the politics of the maxi thing, that's kind of next year's problem, maybe big game playoff, potentially a problem, but that's something to worry about this off season. But in terms of just everybody having a role, with Maxi now coming off the bench, you're right. He's able to come off and just be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I absolutely know my role. As opposed to when he's out there with Embiid and Harden, and you're right that it's been been better. And I think he's just getting his legs under him a little bit too. But I do like how now that he has a different role, he can just be the best version of himself. And then with Joel and Harden with this pick and roll stuff, I think you're seeing it make both their games better too because they've kind of figured out how to play together. And this leads a little bit into our next topic. But – that could be a reason you're seeing the best version of Joel as well is because he has a team around him that he doesn't have to worry about how the pieces fit as much for so much of Joel's career. The pieces have not really fit around him. He's never had a guard like James Harden. He's never had a player really two now in Toby and James that have changed their game so specifically 
to what the team needs for Joel. He's actually been surrounded by players throughout his career that have not changed their game to what Joel needed. So I think outside of just Maxi, what you're seeing is the team gel, not just in chemistry, but since they all know their roles better, they're able to, to give the best versions of their games individually. Well, and to that point about, you know, guys needing or not needing to know their roles, but being empowered by knowing their roles. That's something that like, even if you're someone who doesn't want to give Doc Rivers any credit at all, that's something that he historically and certainly as soon as he arrived here makes an impact with, right? Like he came in and at the time that he takes the job, I think people forget this now because, you know, Ben's situation went the way it did. Mm -hmm. There was a really large contingent of people both here and outside of Philadelphia that after that Celtics sweep in the bubble are like, well, maybe they should trade Joel or maybe Ben is the guy they need to really gear everything around. Like he yeah. should be the, the yeah. should tailor the roster around him, bubble, even though they were already doing that. And that's a whole nother discussion, but there's a lot of that. And doc comes in and it was very clear that it was like, no, Joel is the best player and mm-hmm. the best players who things are going to run through. They immediately get, the number one seed in the East, whatever we say about the playoffs. Joel has his best season ever up to that point. And every year since, you know, the roster changes, the situation changes, but it's very clear. It's like, this is the hierarchy. Joel is the guy and everybody else's roles are going to, you know, mold and adapt around that. And like, that was a, that's a potential fork in the road moment for the franchise when Doc comes in. Like, let's say Doc comes in and there's not agreement on that. And he thinks, you know, maybe I need to make this more of an up-tempo Ben Simmons-centric team. And then maybe Joel wants out or like, you don't know yeah. how that goes. And so I think that's one thing that Doc has always done fairly well. He did it in Boston when that uh, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen team came together. and. Know, they figured out their structure and their hierarchy basically as soon as he came in and they got rolling. So, you know, I think that's something that he's done well with this group once again. And I think it's a big part of their success. So. Yeah. And look, people are not going to give Doc credit. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. They're just not going to give him credit until they win in the playoffs. Playoffs will, will change a lot of things.